a safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Answering your questions tonight on the program on this Trouble Tuesdays, 514-800 to text in, or you can call in at 514-790-0800. Some of you prefer to email. You could do that to laurie at drlaurie.com. I find that I have a hard time trying to approach and start conversations with women. Don't get me wrong. I'm not looking for tips on how to score, but rather on how to keep conversations going. I find that I'm frantically thinking of things to talk about just so the conversation doesn't die out. Um, For example, a friend could introduce me to a girl and I won't talk to her much because I'm not sure what to talk about. Does anybody else have tips? By the way, you can, uh, don't just send your uh, questions. You can send in your comments and and help other people as well. That's uh, very welcome as well. So, the the key here is people like to talk about themselves. So if you get them talking about themselves, if you show interest in them, that's a good place to start. Ask them questions. Ask them questions about uh, uh, what they like to do, about pets, about where they grew up, about, uh, I don't know, does anybody else have any ideas of, of what they like to talk about? on a, on a first date you can ask about how how they love their do they love their job or not what their hobbies are um get to know them right so it's not about it being an interview but it should be back and forth so once a person let's say you ask somebody oh tell me a little bit about uh, about your hobbies and they'll tell you well uh, I love to horseback ride or I love to go hiking and they might then they'll turn around and say well what do you like to do so make sure you have answers too and that you have an interesting uh, interesting like be of interest right have have activities that you like to do have things that you enjoy otherwise you will come off as boring if you don't have a life of your own so that's important that you uh, if you don't already have activities in your life get some Get involved. Get involved in the community. Get involved in in sports. Get involved in some kinds of of cultural experience, something. You can talk about to travel. Um, Just show – the basic thing is to show interest in the other person. And that's that's kind of a a fail-safe approach to to do it without it seeming obviously – like an interview. I can tell you that women hate when guys sit there and just talk about themselves. So if, if you don't have any room for, if you're worried about what to say and then you just kind of don't stop talking, but are only talking about yourself, that's not going to work. So, uh, just go with asking questions. That's always good. Uh, dear Dr. Lori, enjoy listening to your show. I have a problem with my partner. During sexual intercourse, he has an orgasm within 5 to 10 minutes. It happens all the time. I am now feeling frustrated. I try to talk about it with him, but he keeps making excuses that he's not circumcised and that his penis is very sensitive. I'm not satisfied during our lovemaking and think it is time to seek help. The problem is I don't know if he will accept to go to anyone for help. Can you tell me what causes premature ejaculation and what we can do to stop this from happening? Is there any way I can help him to overcome this problem? It is such a sensitive problem. It's hard to discuss this with just anyone. Uh, you're right. Um, so, uh, five to 10 minutes is definitely not premature ejaculation. The majority of men 
will orgasm between two and five minutes of intercourse. The fact that you're not satisfied is a whole other issue because even if you went at it for 20 minutes, you still may not be satisfied. So you have to figure out what is it that you need. So if you need more clitoral stimulation, if you need um, more internal stimulation, you have to figure it out so that um, you should incorporate this mostly in your foreplay. So lots and lots of foreplay is, is important. You can use uh, sex toys during foreplay, uh, make sure there is a lot of um, uh, uh, clitoral stimulation. So by the time you have intercourse, you've either already had an orgasm or you're very close to an orgasm so that the 10 minutes uh, should, um, should suffice. So there's actually nothing wrong with him. It's not because he's circumcised and that his penis is very sensitive but I got to say, you're probably making him feel like crap about this. And uh, he, no, maybe nobody has ever complained up until that point. And you're the first one. You're going to be causing some insecurities there, uh, unfortunately. So um, let's not label him as premature ejaculation because that doesn't help anybody. It's not a problem. The problem is more lies within lies within you really uh if uh you need to have an orgasm and you need to, to you need to figure out what kind of stimulation that you need and spend more time on foreplay bottom line if anybody else has tips by the way uh please share them and this person says don't take any tips from love island <laughs> i haven't seen that yet but everybody seems to be watching that how is that uh, texter writes, she's probably too hot. Too hot for what? What does that mean? She's too hot and therefore he comes quicker? What are you talking about? Uh, texter writes, it seems like marriage lowers sex frequency. It makes me not want to marry. I have news for you. It's not the marriage itself, but life itself that lowers sex frequency. At the beginning of a relationship, before you get married, there's a lot more freedom. You've got freedom. You have less responsibilities. You just have to take care of yourself. You don't have necessarily all these um, other uh, responsibilities. You're not responsible for another person. Maybe you don't own your home yet. You don't have kids yet. It's not marriage. It's life. Life in long-term relationships. And in relationships, you have to work at keeping it fresh. You have to work at um, keeping the sexual activity going. And the, the frequency will not be the same. Like you ha going into marriage, we've got to know that there are ebbs and flows in the frequency. A lot of people think, oh, well, we're having a lot of sex at the beginning of the relationship, and so it will always be this way. Yay, I found the right person because it's always going to be this way. It's not always going to be this way. It is not, and we have to be able to accept that and work with that uh, without uh, putting a lot of pressures on our partners, um, uh, being uh, compassionate and understanding and having good sexual communication. The most important part of marriage and to maintain a good, healthy sex life over the long term is to have good communication, to be able to talk about one's needs, one's frustrations in a compassionate manner, 
in a calm manner and not in a blaming manner. And this will keep a relationship going and much, much better. Uh, this may seem like a silly question, but I'm sure there's others like myself out there who are wondering and need or want to know. I have a question about parking, parking in quotations. Parking was just as a side note is the term that was used, man, like in the sixties, fifties, really, uh, par- let's go parking meant let's go neck in the woods, basically like park the car and neck in the car. That was what parking that's what it refers to. Uh, I've often heard, and I have friends who have confessed to having parked, i.e. having sex in the back seat of the car up at Mount Royal. Is it illegal to park or be caught parking up on Mount Royal, meaning having sex in a car on Mount Royal? Can someone be arrested by the police? Do the police do spot checks on that sort of thing? I really would like to know, as my boyfriend wants to do it, but I, I wish to be better safe than sorry. So uh, you, public sex is illegal. So having sex in a public space, even if it's in your, parked your car on Mount Royal, if it's potentially in the view of someone else, then it's public indecency. I'm not sure exactly what the law is, but I know that, yes, you could get, uh, you could get arrested for that kind of thing. Uh, I, I don't know about the patrols up there. I know nothing about uh, how likely it is. Maybe other people can answer that question for you who uh, frequent Mount Royal more often than uh, than I do, but um, at least who go there for that purpose, I don't know. So you can, uh, you can check that out. 514-800 if you've got uh, a question for me. Uh, hi, Dr. Lori. I imagine that embarrassed is a word you often see in emails to you. My question is this. Um, what are the determining factors in the amount of sperm produced during ejaculation? Does time increase the amount or has it more to do with stimulation and level of excitement? Good question, and the question is all of the above, really. So uh, the hot, the more time you spend in a state of arousal, the more fluid your prostate is uh, making, and so this increases the um, ejaculate, okay? So you're right about that. But as men get older, ejaculation is also less abundant. In fact, there's, you even have less of a need to ejaculate, less sperm is produced. So less volume. It also, uh, doesn't go the distance anymore, meaning that it, it doesn't shoot out the way it was. So the, 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 the velocity of it dies down with, uh, with age as well. Also, if you have, uh, frequent ejaculations, like quicker and frequent ejaculations, you'll notice that it's also less, the volume, um, may be less. So that's pretty well. If you eat well and stay fit and you make sure you, you keep your testicles cool and meaning not too close to your body, avoiding hot tubs and avoiding tight, tighty whities, uh, not drinking too much, not smoking weed too much, keeping your stress down. People are saying, what's the point? Uh, well, that will increase, um, sperm production depending on, of course, uh, of course your, uh, your age. <laughs> this text writes, I used to have sex in the bushes at Mount Royal, never been caught, 
It is a lot more freeing than being in the car and less suspect. It is also very dark, so easier to go undetected. Some of the best sex happens out in nature. Nature sex, yes. Uh, could be uh, very exciting if you don't mind the mosquitoes and the bugs and any of that stuff, I suppose. That's all good. If anybody else wants to uh, send in questions, comments, you're going to want to comment about this one. So I'm going to let you think about this. This is the next topic we're going to talk about or the next question answered. Uh, up, this uh, guy is interested in UFOs and alien abductions and wants to put this on his dating profile. Is it a good idea? Let's, uh, let's give this guy a little bit of advice. But first, let's check in with the CJD 800 Newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Tonight on Passion Trouble Tuesdays, the night I spend the whole hour answering your questions. So do send them in to 514-800. You can text in those questions. You can also call me if you'd like at 514-790-0800. And lots of people also send me their questions via email. If you go to my website, drlaurie.com, you can access uh, and just uh, fill out the contact form and send me an email anytime Uh, during the week, and I reserve the beginning of every show to answer those questions. So let me start off with the first one. I am a 63-year-old male and have ED, erectile dysfunction. Is apexotropin safe to take? Your opinion is highly appreciated. So apexotropin is one of those things you're going to find online among other hundreds of uh, so-called male enhancers and men are just unfortunately because of insecurities and what have you and not going to the doctor they're going online and buying the testimonials that are put out there and I'm going to tell you categorically there are no scientific studies that prove that any of these are more effective than placebo than a sugar pill basically Uh, but yet they cost a fortune like 50 bucks a bottle for a month, 50 to, I've seen them up to like $150. So it's not that it's harmful to you, although you have to be careful because if you, um, when you buy these things online, you don't know what's in them. Uh, they tell you, you know, on whatever ingredients are there, but you don't know if it has sildenafil in it, which is the ingredient used in Viagra, for example. And if you are uh, not a candidate for Viagra because you're on heart meds or something else, then it it could be lethal and could be very dangerous. So you don't want to just buy anything. Don't believe all the testimonials that are on there. Uh, there's a lot of hoax, a lot of scams, a lot of BS, uh, unfortunately. So if you're going to look for anything to treat ED, uh, go the pharmaceutical route. These have been tested over and over and over again. They're dosed properly. Uh, and you'd be followed by a medical doctor. So I can't I can't say that enough. Like there are zero scientific evidence to show that any of these products work. And I was looking at the composition, you know. So they have like many of these. It's not just this apexotropin, uh, uh, but um, you know, if you look at each ingredient separately, 
Sure, it might have an effect in increasing blood flow or what have you. The problem is in dosage. Like you would need a whole lot of it uh, for there to be an effect, but it doesn't make any sense and none of it is controlled. So uh, they're not uh, FDA approved, not approved through Canada uh, licensing or anything like that. So please be really, really careful. Um, and how about just not buying anything online that has to do with male enhancement? I just want to know about my penis size. I know, I know. I got a text the other day saying, could we not hear any more about this? But hey, if it was you asking the question, you wouldn't want to be told, you know, I'm tired of answering this question. So I'm going to answer the question. I want to know about my penis size. Some websites I found that a normal man should have a penis of 7 inches. Is that correct? Because my penis size is 5 inches and I'm 21 years old now. Is there a possibility to increase my penis size or will it increase automatically? Uh, so you're, uh, it, it is correct that a, a penis size is, well, no, you said seven inches, not correct. Uh, that's larger than average. You say your penis size is five inches. Guess what? You're in the average range. <clears throat> so the world average is about five inches, uh, long. No way to increase penis size without some kind of surgical intervention. And at that, there are risks and the results are not uh, spectacular. So you wouldn't be uh, growing all that much. Uh, and it will not increase automatically. 21, you pretty much stopped uh, growing, although boys tend to continue to grow a little bit in terms of size. But generally, uh, what you've got, that that's what you got. So be happy with it. Learn to use it well. That's the most important thing. I'm 27 and I think I have ED. I drink a lot, but also feel like it's very psychological. Well, it could be both. When you say you drink a lot, what does that mean? Because a little bit of drink um, lowers inhibitions and can make you feel good. But once you go over the line, it causes erectile dysfunction. Like you're just too much alcohol will not make you performant, period. So you have to notice, is it when you drink that uh, you're having trouble or are you having trouble all the time? If you're having trouble all the time, you may it may in fact be psychological based on the fact that you're having trouble some of the time and now whenever you're not drinking, you're worried that this is going to happen again. So it becomes this uh, big feedback loop and a vicious cycle uh, where it creates anxiety, the anxiety stops the erection from happening, and uh, and then you develop a psychological form of erectile dysfunction, which we call performance anxiety. But it could very well be related to your drinking. I'm in my late 20s and in a long-distance relationship with a good friend. When he visits, we have sex maybe once every two or three days. He has always told me he just doesn't have much libido. However, he let it slip the other day that he masturbates to porn at least daily because he gets so horny. I assume he's self-conscious about not lasting in bed, even though I'm always satisfied. Should I be concerned that he fibbed about having a low libido and avoids daily sexual contact when we do get to see each other? Well, it's not that you... Um, you should be uh, upset, but you should be having a conversation about this because you seem to be picking up on the fact that he's self-conscious. So 
Let's talk about that. He's uh, Has he talked about not lasting a long time? Maybe he gets anxious with a partner. He uh, just, Exactly what I was talking about earlier in terms of performance anxiety, a lot of guys have this. They're fine when they're on their own. When you're on your own, there's no pressure. There's nobody to be to judge you or anything like that. So um, I don't. It doesn't sound like his libido is low if he's masturbating daily. That that doesn't sound like a low libido. Uh, but he may be telling you this to avoid too much sexual contact with you for fear of disappointing you, for fear of uh, ejaculating too quickly, etc. But this is important if if this is a person who's a good friend. And it's been going on for a while. I think you need to have this conversation. You need to be able to talk about this. 514-800 to text in your questions tonight. I'm 18 years old and I've been seeing this girl for about a month now. We have a lot of fun together. But lately, I feel that there's been a lack of communication between us. I've talked about it with her and she suggested that we take some time off. But I'm afraid that during that time off, we'll grow apart from each other and start wanting to see other people. What are your suggestions in dealing with this problem? My suggestion is see other people. This is what she, um, she wants time off. You're only 18 years old. You've only been together for a month. She may not want to get serious. She may not, she may feel that it's going too serious too fast and wants to take some time off. You're absolutely right. She may end up uh, seeing other people, but it's not because you're growing apart. It's because it's what she wants. And this is her way of telling you that this is what she wants, that she wants to be in a relationship. So um, sometimes the truth is hard to hear, you know, that she may not be into you fully and uh, uh, she's letting you go easy, I guess, even though it's confusing on the other part. At what point should I see a doctor about my ED? The the 27-year-old writes, you're not going to need to see a doctor. You're going to need to see a sex therapist first because we need a full evaluation to see. At 27 years old, it's very unlikely that anything is physically wrong with you. Uh, so a, a thorough evaluation by someone like me, for example, uh, could have it figured out in an hour to see, uh, where the, the source of the problem lies. And that would be, uh, that would be the most helpful. And if necessary, if I think that it's something that is physical, then, uh, I will definitely refer you to, um, to a doctor coming up, answering a question about, uh, how to approach and how to converse with women this person has and anything else you have for me at 514-800 the following program contains mature subject matter listener discretion is advised from the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak you're listening to passion cjd 800 here's a question i got which uh let, let's see what what you think about this so this texture writes in, is it a good idea <clears throat> to write, quote, if you are interested in UFOs and alien abductions as a heading on a dating profile? Wants to know, will I scare lots of girls away? The question to will I scroll, scare lots of girls away? You might, <laughs> you might, uh, but then you may also find uh, women who have the same interests as you. The worry, of course, is if um, 
I mean, somebody could be interested and, and say, oh, well, that, that's an interesting topic. But if you spend the whole date talking about alien abductions and your belief in UFOs and all of that, now that might turn off your average person, but not maybe not the person who's into it the same way that you are. So that that that's something. I don't know. What do people think about that? I'd like to know. A couple of texts. Dr. Laura, you should be interested as well as interesting. UFOs might be a little strange. Well, some people do have, uh, yeah, they, they do have an interest in that and, and, and they have strong beliefs in that and they've studied that. And so, I mean, you just have to listen to the overnight show, right? You can hear all about, all from people who believe in aliens and, and such. Uh, if you put UFOs on your dating profile, you may become a victim of the net. I mean, the one with a handle. I'm not sure what you mean. Uh, and then another one says there are millions of women who will be interested. Okay, well, there you go. So maybe there's millions of women who are interested in UFOs and abductions, unless you're being um, uh, facetious there. I'm not sure what you're trying to say. Uh, hi, Dr. Lori. This may sound silly, but when we say the average penis size is five inches, do we mean when it's boning or when it's regular? When it's boning, in other words, when you're in a state of erection. Uh, a flaccid penis can be uh, pretty much any size. The we call the the erection the the great equalizer because you can have you a guy can be standing uh, can have a two inch uh, soft penis not in its erect state next to a guy who has a four inch or five inch flaccid penis and upon erection they're both exactly the same size so uh, a, a flaccid penis does not determine the length uh, necessarily of, of what it will be in its erect state so when we talk about penis size generally speaking we're talking about it in its erect state uh, there are dating sites for that alien and paranormal interest. It's called, oh, good, Paranormal Date. Well, thank you for that. So Paranormal Date. Well, for sure, you'll find people then uh, who will be, uh, who will have the same uh, interest in you uh, that you do. Paranormaldate.com. Uh, it is better just to create a profile on ParanormalDate.com. I believe they also have Canadian members. It was created by George Nori of Coast to Coast AM. Yeah, when he, he's right here on our network as well. Uh, regarding conversations, I actually experienced the opposite issue as compared to your previous texter, thereby never running out of topics to discuss. However, I believe that's essentially due to my multitude of interests Right, exactly what I was saying, which range anywhere from reading, music, art, psychology, philosophy, science, spirituality, and everything in between, including trivial facts and information. Consequently, if you're motivated to learn about the adventurous process of life in general, thereby indulging and expanding your curiosity, proper interests, and general understanding, rest assured you'll always have something to naturally and spontaneously contribute to any conversation and remember a conversation is a two-way responsibility and that is true it's not always it's not up to one person to hold the conversation uh, it is a two-way responsibility but the more interests you have the more things you have uh, to talk about if if you do nothing in your life if you just 
go to work in a job you don't like and go home and don't go out and don't have activities and don't do anything, don't read, don't, you know, whatever, then you won't be the best conversationalist in that respect, right? Or, or things that you will want to spontaneously share. On the other hand, you know, you, this texture writes the opposite issue, but you have to be careful that you have to leave room for the other person to talk, right? That I, many, many a times I've seen this happen where people just, because they're nervous, can ramble on and on and on and on and just talk about themselves and everything they like to do, whatever. And the other person is just standing, like sitting there and at the end of the date realize, wow, that person never asked not even one question of me. And that's a complete turnoff. So try and, uh, try and remember that. Um, anything else about UFOs? Oh, this other person writes, after listening to Howard, I'm so, I'm assuming Howard Stern, uh, probably too much. Is it normal for a guy to be interested in ass play? Uh, so anal play is sure it's normal. Uh, any form of activity is fine if it's done in, with consenting adults uh, and it's safe and it's it's legal, that's fine. So, yes, men are interested in anal play as women are. There are a lot of nerve endings in that area. There are a ton of sex toys sold for men to put in their butts uh, for anal play, for prostate massaging from the inside, uh, so yes, absolutely. There's nothing wrong. It's not a gay thing as some people are afraid. Oh my goodness. If I like things in my butt, it must mean no, has nothing to do with that. Uh, so yeah, there's, uh, nothing, there's certainly nothing abnormal about it. How do, how, let's just leave it at that. Um, I've been dating a guy for a few weeks. He's cute, bright, sweet, but I can't yet imagine any future for us. He's more of a Mr. Right now. Last weekend, I spent some time with a male friend of mine. Our mutual friends have tried to hook us up for a while because we have so much in common and we do. He's exactly the kind of guy I should have a relationship with and even bring home to meet the folks. We ended up kissing. Now I don't know what to do. I'm definitely more attracted to Mr. Right now, but I know that my other friend has the real Mr. Right prospects. What should I do? Who should I choose? Or should I drop them both? Well, uh, first of all, uh, how old are you? And what are you looking for? If you're looking for a long-term relationship and you eventually want to get married or you want to settle down or you want to have a family all of that, then I would assume you should be looking for Mr. Right rather than Mr. Right Now. You have to remember Mr. Right Now will fade as well. Attraction fades a bit, right, Um, with time. So think about what you want. Obviously, if Mr. Right is only right on paper, meaning that everything seems good, but there's no attraction, then that's going to be difficult. Then you still need to have attraction to the person. You just may be simply more physically attracted to Mr. Right now without any of the other attractions, uh, because attraction is, goes beyond the physical. 
And maybe the Mr. Right guy has, if you're attracted to him and he has all the values and you share all the, these similarities and you're looking for a long-term uh, prospect or long-term relationship, then that would seem like the more uh, logical choice. Coming up, a guy uh, has a question. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl, but uh, has a question about an aging parent and their sexuality. That's interesting. So that's coming up. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Trouble Tuesdays tonight. You still have a bit of time to get your questions answered, 514-800. And if you don't get the chance to do it tonight, you can do it anytime by email, laurie at drlaurie.com, and uh, just tune in to the beginning of each show where I answer some of your questions. My father is 83. My mother has been dead for more than 30 years. Since then, dad has been involved with many women. But since he turned 70... He has become involved with men, which he says he finds very rewarding and much less complicated. Dad and I always had an open and honest relationship. We have a lot of homosexual family members and friends. At the same time, I'm shocked that the fact he is gay has been so difficult for me to accept. Do you have any suggestions on how I might better deal with this? Uh, well, that's, uh, thank you for writing. That's, uh, one that I haven't heard, I guess, in, uh, ever, I don't think. Uh, so your dad appears to be, uh, at the very least bisexual, but maybe he, he is gay and just has never been able to come out until now. Maybe he may not have wanted to admit it to himself or to you or to anybody that he had feelings for people of the um, of the same gender. Remember, he grew up in a time where this is a big no-no. Like there were expectations. Men got married, had families, and you are not supposed to be gay, right? It was uh, just not acceptable, and you would be ostracized and what have you. So he might have just gone along thinking this is what he had to do, but maybe he's always... <clears throat> fantasized or wished or maybe experienced it and you never told you about it, but it could be. Uh, but right now in this day and age, it's no longer shocking to be open about it. And times have really changed. So the, today a person's sexual orientation is no longer considered something to, to be kept hidden. So you want to deal with it. I think you need to I know it's it's difficult. I'm not saying this is easy, but maybe realize how fortunate you are to have the kind of relationship that you've always had with your dad. Like that's a big, big plus that uh, he shares with you and you have this closeness. Be supportive. Don't judge him and continue to love him for the parent he has always been. He's the same parent, whether he's gay, straight, bisexual, he's the same <clears throat> father to you. So try and, and remember that. And with time, I, you'll probably just get used to the idea. It's just that you've spent your, you know, your life seeing him one way and now you have to, um, adjust. Um, <clears throat> I'm simultaneously a great listener 
as I love to learn and understand. And people always compliment me on that fact, thereby enjoying confiding in me and enjoying our equally shared conversations, which can last for hours. Considering, as I've stated, a conversation is a two-way responsibility, in which case I'm very conscientious about the dynamic process of give and take. Excellent. Thereby never having had an issue with dominating conversations, but have actually been on the receiving end of such annoying, self-absorbed people. So I know what you mean. (coughs) You are right. When you're in front of somebody who is so self-absorbed and only talks about themselves, what a turn off that is. It's, uh, but, uh, but way to go for being uh, sensitive in that way. 514-800. Hi, Dr. Lori. When me and my partner have oral sex, I sometimes have to finish with my hand. I need it to be tighter on my penis. Do you have any suggestions or is there a way to make oral sex more exciting? Well, you know, this is a, a question of, um, I was going to say taste, but a, a question of what you like. Everybody is different. Some people enjoy oral sex more than anything else and others don't much more enjoy penetration for example because they like it tighter and some don't so uh, I mean it's hard to say how how to change that but you can tell your partner for example to um, instead of uh, uh, maybe uh, to, to make her mouth tighter around the penis which might help or do more of a a sucking motion on there so that it tightens it a little bit. Uh, That's the only thing. Otherwise, um, just make oral sex as one part of the foreplay. It doesn't have to be the thing. It can be part of the entire uh, sexual experience. Hi, Dr. Lori. Hiding in a regular marriage was what was done before this generation if you were gay. That's exactly it. it that's a very good way of putting it. Uh, men tend, and women too, but tended to hide. It was safer if you got married and, and you had children, and so you wouldn't be uh, suspected. So it was a way to, um, to stay uh, hidden in the closet. I met a woman casually at a terrace who, during conversation, taps her nails on the table. Is this an act of aggression or a nervous response? I'm very interested, but this is a huge turnoff. So, uh, to me, it sounds like uh, it's some kind of nervous uh, nervous thing. Um, may, you know, you'd have to see after you get to know the person and maybe she's a little bit more comfortable and what have you, where, where you can maybe say even that sound annoys me. (laughs) I don't know how she would, uh, respond to that, but you can always hold her hands. Uh, of course you're not going to do that on, on the first date, but maybe there's a way to do that. Um, This texter, hi doc, wow, I was listening to that answer you gave the girl about the father who just came out, that's why you are who you are, that was an amazing answer, you are the true meaning of a doctor, wow, that's so sweet, thank you, that's very sweet. 
any conversation involving topics catering to one's sense of wonder about life, including whether or not extraterrestrial life exists, are, in my opinion, interesting and worthy topics of conversation, at least for the open-minded and philosophically inclined. I think that just some talking to somebody who has wonder about life, like who has that kind of... Um, wonderful openness to experience and to hear and to learn about different things is wonderful. I find that a very, very attractive quality in anybody, man or woman. That's just something that is, uh, it's wonderful to, to sit across somebody who, who thinks that way, right? And, and approaches life in that way. Absolutely. Uh, let's see any other questions here. Uh, I watch porn with my boyfriend of five years. I always fast forward the storyline parts. I find it long and boring. I want, I want the action. Is this normal female behavior? It's not whether it's normal male or female behavior. It's normal behavior. Some people prefer the storyline and the erotic buildup. A lot of women prefer that, I would have to say. But there are plenty of women who also just want the action part of it and get turned on uh, by that and, and don't care much for the storyline. So there's nothing abnormal about what you are uh, describing to me. I find that when I ejaculate, all pain that I may have, such as a headache or sore neck, goes away and I just feel Great. What causes this? Uh, well, a multitude of things. First of all, when with orgasm, you release endorphins, you release hormones that the, they're feel good hormones that are also that help in relieving pain. This is one of the reasons we tell, for example, women who are who have menstrual cramps that to relieve menstrual cramps, um, a, a good orgasm does a, is is good medication. Uh, also, if you have a headache. I know most people say, sorry, not tonight, I have a headache, but the cure or the cure that what could help a headache is uh, an ejaculation or an orgasm. So for women, orgasm, ejaculation for men, uh, because of the, uh, the dilation of the, uh, the, the blood flow, right? So, um, the, the vasocongestion, vasodilation, uh, will help the headache go away. So it does help in pain management and it does help in, in different kinds of pain, as you, uh, as you say. Where can I get a good vibrator? Um, wow, there are, I don't even know how many brands of vibrators out there. That's a really good question. Uh, I'm going to send you to this one place that I know have... A lot of uh, experienced staff, a lot of their staff are, are sex educators, in fact. So um, it's a boutique seduction. It's on the 40 East. It's huge, massive. It's like the, I call it the Walmart of sex toys, basically. Uh, and there you can ask questions depending on your needs. And they, you know, you can try things out on your hand, obviously. Um, but you, they have all the models out there and, and such. So the, the best is to go on a, a little bit of, a, of an expedition. That's it for all your questions. You can send them in throughout the week. Lori at drlori.com, and I'm happy to answer them at the beginning of our show. Thank you so much for sending in your questions and for contributing with your own comments. Uh, thank you to our technical producer, Dave Simon. 
You can connect with me on all social medias at Dr. Lori Betito, B-E-T-I-T-O is how you spell my last name, or uh, through my website, drlori.com. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, and remember to live your life with passion.